Questions your father podcast. I couldn't say that very well this time. It's been a while. It's been a long time. You want to try that again? Fresher than your father podcast. Boom. Slow motion. It's hot. It is. There's a swelter. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a serious swelter. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good look when you're running the AC and you're still a little hot. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, cause you know, you're trying to cut the, the, you don't want to spend too much money. So basically you're just like, well, I'm going to make myself slightly uncomfortable instead of, you know, comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how it is. This is, is this climate change right now? This has been climate change, but this is climate experience, climate change, friends. Yep. It was, I think, I think Portland got a full week in the nineties this week. Um, and that's somewhat unheard of for early July, late June, Portland, yeah. Oregon. Um, yeah. 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 Hell in a handbasket, homie. Yep. Here we are. Get ready. Yep. Get ready for tidal waves. Get ready for bats. I think there's going to be like new bats that are like in different climates, like fruit bats. Yeah. You know what's going to happen really though? Because we're talking about these, these giant glacial ice things floating around melting, right? Yep. And you know who's, you know who's frozen inside those, those pieces of ice? Who, who's that? All kinds of like, you know, yetis. Man, let a yeti show up. Yetis are, they're, they're coming back, man. Man, that would be awful. That would be really, really awful. It's kind of, it's going to be an invasion. It's going to be Yetis, like, they're going to be floating over to, uh, to the, the mainland pretty soon. You know what I mean? Can Yetis float? Can they swim? What wow, happens? What it would it, see, if you assume that Yetis roll like polar bears, uh huh, which I think is a reasonable assumption, right? That's a reasonable guess. They're white, they're furry, and they prefer cold climbs. I'm thinking the uh, of the Arctic Yeti. Exactly. Snowmen. Yeah, snowmen. Um, I could totally see them getting their swim on. Well, I, see, I feel like, okay, I feel like if the movie was made, you'd have the chunk of ice, right? Yeah. Then inside, melting down, the Yeti, he, he he's revealed, you know? It's kind of like it's kind of like the uh, the cartoon Avatar. Boom, Yeti. Except right. it's not like a cute little, like kid. It's 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 like a eight foot hairy beast. You know what I mean? Eight foot hairy beast. I'm not sure where we went right then. What happened there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't want any listeners of this podcast to think that we in any way are, are besmirching or don't believe in climate change. It's a real deal. But since, you know, cats are out here fronting like it's not going to happen, we should at least have a sense of humor about it, although still have a serious and reasonable fear of yetis that will be freed. Freed yetis. <laughs> These are the kind of things that, I mean, climate change, I feel like you need some things like freed yetis in order to scare some of these cats who don't want to believe. You know what I mean? Well, Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. They don't believe and then one day they open up their door and guess who? Yeti. Guess who is coming to breakfast? See, and that's the other part of this. There are things that scientists don't know. Like everybody's like, Oh, you know, the scientists have all the information. They don't. They have a lot of information. They have enough information. There's gonna be stuff the scientists like when it goes down they're gonna be looking around like we had no fucking idea. We didn't see that. Right? Exactly. And I'm just, I think what we're saying is, it's a real possibility Yeti is on that list. Yetis are on the we didn't see that list. And the more I think about it, the fact that we don't see Yetis now that often, they probably can't swim. They're probably stuck on little, little, you know, areas of ice with little rivers in between. They're like, man, wait, just wait. Although, if it, they just melt into water, then they're just going to drown. And then they'll probably be okay. It might, it's kind of sad, though. Or it's a little, not. A little bit. A little bit. No neck chops for Yetis. 
if they are down. <laughs> I'm all down for next house. Uh, wow, fresh in the fight. This is number uh, 48. Friends, we're almost there. Almost there. I think we said that like the last five episodes. I think that's true. But we're slowly getting there. We're slowly inching our way up. Podcast by podcast, number by number. That's right. Powerful number by powerful number. Yeah. 48. It's pretty powerful, or is it's, it? It's pretty powerful. It's pretty powerful because 4 times 2 is 8, which basically says 48 has to be twice as fresh as any other number. I mean, it, I feel like it's, it's it's divisible by so many dividers. Oh, my gosh. It's nowhere near a prime number. It's exactly. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Take that to the bank, nerds and jerks. Mathematics, son. So much knowledge. Wait. I dropped my knowledge. <laughs> it slipped out of my hand. I dropped it. Uh, I was just listening to the Fresher Than Your Father podcast episode where you... uh you you give a re-narration of Papa Wu talking about building to the youngsters. Man, that's a great... That's it's, a legendary text. It's legendary. It's legendary, man. Legendary text. Um, I want to... I, I feel like I want to continue. I don't want to... Often we forget here. I'm fresh. It, so much time passes that we forget topics that we supposedly were going to come back around to. Topics that were continued. Topics yep. that... We said we made promises to listeners and then, you know, totally forgot those promises. False promises. False promises. I don't want any more false promises. No more lies. We're almost to, uh, number 50 here. We need to, we need to come back with, with some strong, uh, continuations, some strong, you know, no more memory lag. Here we are. So here, here we, we are. are. Mm-hmm. You had a topic. I did. We promised to talk about on the next podcast and here we are. Boom. Boom. The, the the record store fails. Record store fails. I mean, as cats who dig for records, as diggers, we often like will will trumpet our big our big finds, the classics that we came up on, especially when we come up on them cheap. Exactly. For example, Billy Squire, Tale of the Tape, one dollar. Yes. That's a come up, youngsters. But uh we don't often talk about when we just we just we did it wrong. You did it wrong. You bought some records, you came home, like you couldn't listen. This happens a lot in the dollar bin, which usually they're not big fails unless you go to a record store and all you got were fails. Yeah. Well let, let, let's take it let's take it step by step. You you yeah. you enter the record store. Yes. Dave. Dave walks in. Walks in. Uh-huh. You you check the scene. Check the scene. Where are you heading? This is a great question. I always start with the new arrivals. Word. Just to see what's up, right? Um, and you never know. Well, I don't know. And then usually the new arrivals, they're priced. Might pay, might not. But you know what I mean? It's the fresh stuff. It's not been picked over, relatively speaking. So you check there. And then usually I move straight to the dollar section unless there's something specifically I'm looking for. Right. So I recently looking for a few joints, head straight to the jazz section, straight to the letter H. I'm looking. I'm on the mission. Right. The letter H. The letter H on these Hammonds. Ah, on this Hammond. On this Hammond. And then usually go through there and then I might move to the dollar bin. Although unless I'm like flat broke and just want to go look at these records. My my vinyl heads don't want to talk about. Some days you just you just want to go look at records. That's right. Regardless of how much money you have. So sometimes if I know I don't have any dough, I like the other day I had five dollars. That's all I had, so I went straight to the dollar bin. Every record I flip sets me free just a little bit. Um, let's start, let's back up for a second with Hammond. Hammond. Hammond is on your mind. He's on my mind. I, I've been hearing about it's like classic record. A lot of samples. A lot of funk. So I'm trying to grab this uh this Hammond record. So you're gears. focused on the on the you, you, H boom H boom right there. Then there's other little joints I, I you know I know I want you know little George Duke record I've been kind of 
on the check for. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it varies though. But you always, if you got time, because you know the dollar, the dollar section always involves time. Yeah. Now, but the, here's the issue though. The issue is how are you deciding what's worth buying? Right. Uh, yeah. This is at the core of of the whole record buying thing. But what, what's worth buying? And there's lots of there's lots of layers to that. There's stuff that's fresh to listen to, stuff that'll complete your collection, right? Like I, I'm into Prince. I want all the Prince twelves. I had in my hand the Purple Rain twelve inch with God on the B side. Neither song am I going to play. Purple Rain's a classic song. I'm not going to play either of them. It wasn't worth it to me to spend five bucks to complete my collection, even though eventually I know I'm going to buy it, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you buy to complete your collection. And sometimes you buy stuff because it seems like or it definitely was something that somebody sampled, mm-hmm. which is risky. risky it's a risky move. It's a risky move. Risky move, right? Because sometimes people sample stuff that's dope. And sometimes, and I think Dilla is the leader in the, in the clubhouse on this, Sometimes people sample stuff that is pure trash and they make it sound great. Just it's strictly Dilsack. Yo. So my one of my it, there's this was the same trip I'm pretty sure to the record store, all dollar bin. And if you come out of the dollar bin feeling like you failed, you really fucked up. Right? <laughs> If you feel like you you wasted time and money messing with the dollar bin, you fucked up. And I was in I was in this for for two really. Actually, let me let me look this one up because I want to. I'm gonna I'm gonna push back a little bit, but keep going with it. Keep going with it. You how how big of a stack did you come out the dollar bin with? Like maybe four or five. Okay. So it wasn't like a lot, but the the key where I'm coming with this is, it was the stuff I put back. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. Like like, I I took stuff out. Oh, so bad. And then and then, and then I I, I put stuff back. Painful. Because what what the dollar bin can do for you. Sometimes is it could just give you great records to play, right? Like, not the super rare joints, not the stuff people are, like, you know, sampling and making it, like, more popular records. That's what, there are a million of them. Everybody bought them back in the 70s, back in the 60s. They cost a dollar now, right? Yeah, there's lots of cool shit in the dollar bin. Simon and Garfunkel, you know what I mean? Yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire, Stevie. Cool joints. Yeah. Cool joints, just to have, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh I passed up I'm pretty sure it was a modern jazz quartet record. Uh-huh. It was a bunch of covers. I'm blanking on what it was now, but it was clearly a high quality listen record. Modern jazz quartet, it's nice. Some nice, you know. You just, just stri- straight ahead nice solid joints. Solid. Yeah. Right. Put it on, enjoy while cleaning the house. Right? Yeah. I put it back. This is embarrassing. To cop a mother's finest record. Ooh. See, already you're like, no, this Ooh. is bad. It's bad. It's bad. Look, I've I've been there. I got sucked in once. Hey, yo. And the reason why is so juvenile, dude. I thought it would be funny to have a song entitled "Ends <clears throat> Can't Sing Rock and Roll." I thought this was funny. And the humor of it was worth a dollar. No, no, no. You were really in your head at that point. I'm thinking too much. Yeah. And another record I bought in that same trip was a synth, like late 70s synth record that struck me as something that Dilla might sample. And I thought this might be interesting. What, what, what struck you? Was it the cover, the font, the cover? The font, right? Like I, I'm, I, I should have gone and researched friends before I, I we started just to, to so I could give you the exact record. But you were suckered in. I you, were, sucker- you, you convinced yourself. 
like, think about the layers of this. It looked like something that Dilla might have sampled. Convinced yourself this this could be a gem. Not, but see, here's the thing. Like, you know, cats out here, we check for Wajid, Wajid's video series where it was all Dilla joints. Yeah. Cats were looking at the records. And there was one record where he talked about how the crew sampled it so much and they made so many beats out of this thing. And uh, it was awful. Yeah. It's an awful, awful record. Right? I can see the cover in my head. I have it downstairs. I bought it. It's. I totally see how they made beats out of it. It's just a bunch of weird synth sounds. No drums. No grooves. Just weird atmospheric synthy sounds. And I'm sure those dudes just sat there, made some beats, threw some bass lines on it, and threw on these weird synth samples, right? You could make a billion beats out of that. But as far as buying it, like these cats sampled this record, it must have something fresh. No, no, no. So I knew full well, Ian, that this album, that this sound was trash. And I decided that I had found a record that might be in that oeuvre and fucking paid a dollar for it. Mm-hmm. So I now have two records that I have no, I never plan to play again. And now they're essentially taking up space until the next time I have enough records to take to the Salvation Army. Because they're not resellable. No, no it's record. done. It's yeah, done. No, you bought no, it for a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah th- that's the bottom of the totem pole on those. Unless you fall through the Salvation Army. And just, and just, yeah. I, it's painful. It's a painful memory. I feel bad that I brought, I've continued this. Maybe we should have forgot about it. <laughs> no, time. it's that. No, <laughs> we, we, we brought back some pain and, and, and frustration. No, we just have to round out the truth of what it is to mess with these records. It's not all finding the classic joint. No. In fact, I was listening to a, another episode the other day. I, I, I tend to review these Freshers Than Your Father episodes before we record a new one. Yeah. And... And I'm, we're talking about recent digging missions, and I tell you, I'm, I'm starting to tell you about this record I just bought um, that I hadn't listened to yet at this bookstore. Mm. And as soon as I said the name of this record, which I forget off the top of my head, but I immediately, I visualized the record. It was a complete failure, and I spent like 20 bucks on this record. Ooh. I had to stop listening to that podcast. Ooh. I was getting excited. I bought this record. It looks ill. We're going to go in after the podcast. <laughs> I still have this record in a crate somewhere. I haven't looked at it. Yeah. It looked like it should be funk. Right. No. No. No, just... I don't think there were any bass sounds on the record. <laughs> <laughs> Was, that's like when when uh we went we hit the flea market here in Philly. I think it might have been the first time I went. And I found this ill album it was it had like the the like the sepia tone cover. Uh-huh. A bunch of little kids with afros sitting on the cover, right? Uh-huh. 10 bucks. Looked ill. Right? Looked ill. I was like, "Oh, I'm going for it. $10. Let's do it. Let's go." I'm at the flea market. I'm finding joints. Word up. Brought it home. Yeah. Acapella. Whole album. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. These these failures. These failures. Yeah. There's a lot of them out here, man. But what do you do? Go back. You go back. You just keep going. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you learn. Yeah. You learn. But you got to be careful with these samples, man. You gotta be Chase, real careful. Chasing samples can be real. Sometimes it's rewarding and sometimes it's silly. Like you really have to know. I feel like some of these records out here have the dope sample and it's like the eight bar sample, sixteen bar sample. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna go for that record to like play a little bit on a tape, you can't be spending money on that record. You can't. Sixteen bars. Fuck out of here. Nope. 
Here's a question, though, because I was at the spot last night. Was it last night? No, it was the night before last night. And um, I pulled these two records, and I ended up putting both back. One was a natural four record. I probably should have bought, but I was just feeling a little cheap. Mm-hmm. For 15, half produced by Leroy Hudson on Kurtum. Um Wow. It, was a, it was a pretty cool record. I hadn't seen it before. But my brain, my little voice in my head was like, yo, you're going to see it again for cheaper. Get it for cheap 10, 5, right. you know? I right. don't know. Maybe a couple dope joints. Definitely smooth, well-produced joint. But then there's this other record by Roy Mer- Merriweather, the Roy Mer- Merriweather Trio. And I know about Roy because he, he, produ- he, he, he goes in on some, like, nice usually like piano-based trio shit. Um, and this one, he's getting really bluesy, like some really upbeat but bluesy stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's this one cut, and this is the kind of thing I feel like you're looking, you look at records for a long time. I'm looking at it before I play it, and there's like a two-and-a-half-minute cut called like, it's called like uh, like Tribulations or some, some, something, right? Some kind of like uh, kind of spiritual-sounding name, like, yeah, it's written. It's like he's doing traditionals. He's doing covers of other joints, and then this one he's written himself, right? Like huh. you look at who's the songwriter. Boom, it's Merriweather, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, huh? Like I bet that that might be an ill joint. Boom, just just sick. Like he's just going all in on the keys on this joint, right? Right. And. I kind of kicking myself. I probably should have bought the record. It was ten. I really wasn't feeling anything else on the record. See, that's tough. And it's tough. And I'm thinking now. I have this voice in my head. So, just to tie this back together. I was having this similar conversation with the homie DJ Center the other day. Shout, Shout out. out. And he was talking about uh. One of his like mentor DJ cats, cat DJ Dusk, R.I.P. from mm-hmm. L.A. Mm-hmm. and uh, who like kind of really kind of mentored him a bit in the game back back several years ago um, before he passed. And um, evidently, Dusk had this rule where each good song, like good, like quality song, not like a oh yeah that's cool, but like quality song to him was worth five dollars. Huh. And so he would measure records. Not that he wouldn't be looking for, you know, to find good deals, dollar records, etc. But if you're questioning, like, whether to pay X amount of dollars, his rule was $5 for each dope cut. Okay. And so that's that was kind of, that's why, and so now I have that in my head, and I'm like, all right, there's one dope cut, but it's $10. Do I, do I go for it? And I put it back. Right. Because I feel like not a lot of cats are checking for Roy Merriweather. It's not like deep funk. It's not like some rare groove shit. It's just like some, to me, some ill jazz shit. You know what I mean? Um, so maybe I'll find it again. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I've been played out by the, I'll come back to this. Yeah. For you sure. Know, I'll, I'll find it again. For sure. And, and more so with, I say, I think I'll find it again and then I don't find it again until it's twice the price. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Unhappy it's, endings. It's all in the game. It's all in the game. It, you know, yeah, it's it's all it's part of the fun. Sometimes you know, it's a gamble. You know what? I get played out though sometimes. <laughs> and this is why I keep I keep hope alive. I, you know, I feel like I can find it for cheap. It's sometimes sometimes I'll pay 15 bucks for a joint. Two weeks later, I'm in a fucking dollar bin. I'm in a cheap bin. Three bucks. Same joint. Boom. Yep. 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 ah. Yep. 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 But, you know, you find a joint like, like, uh, for me, it was uh, Bobby Hutcherson Montera. Ooh, yeah. Clean for 10 bills. Boom. And I thought, a little tight that day. Mm. I don't know how good the rest of it is. Mm. Montera's. It's a choice piece, but uh, uh, put it back. Oh, thought the better of it. Came back like two or three days later, gone. Gone. It's gone. Didn't see it for years until I saw it again for twenty. Copped it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I had that moment in the bookstore in the 90s. Ronnie Foster. Oh. The joint with the fucking electric relaxation sample. Oh, yeah. Five five bills. Oh. I, was, I was cheap. I was a college kid. I was cheap. I was like, ah. I was so overconfident. I was like, I'm going I'm to see this again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did see it again. Last time I saw that original, it was about 40 on the wall, I think. Yep. Yeah, we're nerding the fuck out right now. We're going in deep. We're going in deep. But, okay, so speaking about nerding out and going in deep. <laughs> I just saw yesterday, last night, one of the most obscure, bizarre, musical nerd out moments so out of context, it was it was jarring. I could tell by the look on your face in the uh, screen capture that uh, I, one of the, one of the homies posted on Facebook. I don't know if that that was the screen cap of that moment. I think that was a screen cap of a moment watching a a, a, a young man early on in his career take on uh, every little thing she does is magic by the police. Hmm. That's grown. That's grown man business there. Yeah, yeah. That's grown man business there. I mean, and, and you know, you I, had a curious look on your face. Is all I'm saying. But we were. I don't mean to of, side sidetrack here. No, no, no. There were a lot of curious things going on. There were a lot of curious things going on. But this this young cat, quick sidebar about the police and and uh, Sting. Sting had some like stability issues back in the day, and his hits. They they take on some emotional complexity that probably should have he probably should have spent a little time behind bars, right? Every little thing she does is magic. It's got that classic line: "I resolve to call her up a thousand times a day to ask if she'll marry me in some old-fashioned way." That's not healthy, bro. No, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. In any event, so we're we're at the uh, the Philly Fourth of July jam. Big, huge outdoor festival for the 4th of July. I think there were, uh, let's see, about 500,000 people. Yeah, this is so massive. This is the joint that's taking place, uh, is it near the art museum? Yep. Yeah, oh, it's so massive. It's so major. Huge. Major. Never been there before. Whew. Huge. But without getting into specifics, we know a couple people. We were able to get some sweet VIP little backstage joint. Well, not backstage, but you know what I mean? Like, come through, get a little parking, head to the back, grab a little bite to eat. You know what I mean? Some salmon, a little corn. I see you. It's big bar. things. Dave doing big things. It was it was a relaxed way to deal with it, right? Not really dealing with crowds like that. You know what relaxed. I mean? Relaxed. Relaxed. It was it was. Relaxed, yo. I'm not even going to front, right? Yeah. I'm not going to make it seem like there was any drama associated. A little bit towards the end, but relatively speaking, it was absolutely nothing. So we're sitting like five rows back. Like, we're up on cats. Like, you can see blemishes on cats' skin. Like, you're you're up there, right? right? So the Roots, because they're now America's house band, and I, I don't even say that derisively. I say that just... It's fucking true. Everybody plays with the Roots, and the Roots can play with everybody, right? So the lineup is J. Cole, Jill Scott, it's Chick Grace Potter. You ever heard of Grace Potter? No. I don't know who the fuck Grace Potter is, but I know this chick banged out a whole lot of love by Led Zeppelin and Rocksteady by Aretha Franklin. And it was dope? Bruh, it was phenomenal. Wow. Phenomenal. Wow. And, and, you know, I mean, the Roots were going in, but you're not, like, other artists, when the Roots are going in, you'll stop, you'll check. Okay, Quest is getting it in. They had a they had a tuba player dancing around, right? Like, dancing around with a tuba. And the host was Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart had to be like, yo, who's the cat with the tuba? When Grace Potter was on, I'm looking at Grace Potter. Uh-huh. Plays guitar. It was out of control. Out of control. Neo was there. Didn't see Neo. Jazzy Jeff got it in, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. And John Mayer. John Mayer. John Mayer. Appearing. Chose to rock a bandana 
like he was Jimi Hendrix. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. So anyway, show's going on, and it's really bizarre because it's, it's aired on VH1. So it's kind of like going to a basketball game where there's all these stops that are solely because of TV. And some, some cats like Jill Scott just threw up another song. Like, this is just for y'all while we're waiting on him to come back for commercials. That's, that, that's fresh. It was dope. It was dope. Kevin Hart came out, talked to his kids, chilling, talking shit, dancing. Is this so all cats, still happening on the, are there giant screens, like all around, so cats can check it? There are, far away. I'm not sure. Okay. You were close up. You, you don't need to worry about those things. I couldn't have seen it if there were, because I was that close up, right? Like, wherever they would have been positioned for people to see them, they had to be positioned in places I couldn't see. I was so close up. Bugged out. I'm telling you, it's bugged out. Yeah. We're fresh. John Mayer is singing his song, Waiting on the World to Change. You're familiar with this song, Ian Head? I'm not. That's probably to your credit. But it was a pretty big hit. Okay. Pretty big hit, John Mayer, kind of a poppy song. Wait uh-huh. in, wait, no, no, you know, it's a, a fucking radio song. He's waiting See, on the world to change. I'm unhip, man. I'm, I'm out of touch. I'm like, I'm like an old, like, great uncle. Well, you know, and this was also on the down edge of John Mayer's height, right? Like he had his peak, and he was kind of on the downside of his peak. But this mm-hmm. is still, it's a big hit. The crowd singing along. Halfway through the song. The beat switch, the groove switches up, and, you know, like, immediately my head start nodding a little bit, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what the fuck, I know this, I know this, but what is it, I know it, but what is it, what, what is it, and then it's gone, but it, the groove is locked in my head, and I'm like looking around, like, you know, nobody reacts in any way, shape, or form, but I'm looking around like, what is that, what was that, and then it hits me, that was a Dilla beat, uh-huh. but what Dilla beat? You know, cats love Dilla. We listen to mixtapes and fucking release. I said F word a lot. Let me clean it up. This is a family podcast. But <laughs> we listen to beat tapes. We listen to joints. He's, you know, yeah. we, like, we like Dilla. We know lots of Dilla. There's lots of loops in our heads. Lots of loops. Then they come back to it towards the end of the song. There's a vocal sample in it. John Mayer is singing this little obscure vocal sample in this beat. It is, you know how cats would throw a little beat on at the end yeah. of the song? Yeah. It's the beat at the end of It's Like That from Welcome to Detroit. <laughs> that's that nerdy, that's that nerdy quest love shit, man. Boom. So nerdy. Cats In the middle. Nerding out. Like, so it's this big show, VH1. So cats only doing two, three songs each. Three songs each. This is the biggest hit. Of John Mayer's that they played. And they're throwing in Dilla Beats. At the fucking Philly 4th of July jam. It's fucking great. It's fucking great. It's that sneaky, it's that sneaky nerd shit that they know they're throwing in on the big shit because, because they can. Because they can. Yeah. It was unbelievable. It's secret messages. It's like secret code out to all the fucking, the nerdy true school cats know. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because John Mayer was the only person who referred to them as the Roots crew. Huh. Like everybody was like, yo, I'm backed up by the Roots. This is great. The baddest band in the world, the Roots. And John Mayer would say, give it up for the Roots crew. Something about it, it was just like, we're heads up here. Yeah. This is, this is a, we, we got a crew of heads up here. We're going to do head shit. Yeah, that's classic. It was so crazy. But but I swear, Ian, I, there was like a minute or two where I was just like, what's going on? Like, I couldn't even dance. I couldn't nod my head. I just, it just felt like, I don't know, it was so out of context. It was so bizarre. And then, you know, he went away. And, you know, somebody else came. I, I don't even know who came next. Somebody else came up. They did a song. I think it was Neo, and then we left by the time Neo came on. Yeah, Neo is probably the time to leave. Probably, yeah. He closed it out. What's that about? When did Neo. Neo be the one who closed it out? Neo. Yeah, you got Jill Scott there. J. Cole is there. John Mayer is there. Neo closed it out. 
Did the roots do anything by themselves, Black Dot? They did. They opened up with uh, the seed. Okay. Did Apache. Okay. Um, just to get cats fired up. And there was a there were a couple of cool little random moments that I don't think made their way to TV. Um, one, and, and so I, I can't believe I buried one of the leads here. Chazzy Jeff sat in for most of the time. Um, you doing cuts? Doing cuts. He's up there on the, he's up there on the tables. That's classic. They do a Jazzy Jeff and Black Thought set where Jazzy Jeff is just running through beats and, and breaks while Black Thought does Web, one of the greatest, oh, one of the greatest oh. little lyrical, oh. one of his greatest rhymes, I think. That's amazing. I mean, and, and you know, J- Kevin Hart is up there, you know, being his little rah-rah man, whatever, just going, oh, oh, getting fired up. Black Thought's going in. And, and you know, Jazzy Jeff is throwing him beats, and he's just switching up his flow, switching Switching the pace and cadence to match the new beat. It was ill. It was ill. It's one of those moments where if you know what you're looking at, you know what you just saw was out of control. Yeah, yeah definitely. But, you know, for most people, who knows what they saw? They had good time, you know what I mean? It was a good time. It was so hot, though. Oh, it was so hot. Did things melt? Might have. Nothing melted on me. But, you know... I'll say this. If there was any fucking witches out there, donezo. Witches can't take heat. Boom. Boom. <laughs> when, you, when you go into those kinds of events, you really got to make sure you aren't bringing any meltable objects. You do. You know? You do. But, yo, we, we were sitting there amongst this group of people, the little VIP front area section, you know, like the good seats. If somebody rolls by and hands this group of people, you know, we're sitting amongst them. Like, there's people on our left that are down with the people to our right. Mm-hmm. Start passing across popsicles. Cats have popsicles. Ooh. Sit looking like, how the fuck are y'all just rolling up with popsicles and not sharing? But there weren't enough to share. It gets hot. You got done. Got, yo. But to be fair, I did roll out and get some waters and didn't offer to bring shit back. So, you know, karma. <laughs> <laughs> Karma. My wife wanted water. I went and got water. Word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was a good time. It was a cool experience. It's always great to be, like, up close and watch people really play, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 And, and shout out, because he, he needs more shout outs. But shout out Questlove, who played uh, uh one of those Brothers in Arms sets with D'Angelo the night before. And it comes out. And the Roots, I mean, it's crazy seeing them because they are really are the house band. And they're playing behind these diverse group of artists, track for track. J. Cole, got it. Jill Scott, yep. Crazy. Grace Potter, yep. Yeah. Hunter Hayes, Pop. John Mayer, yep. Our shit, yep. There it is. Boom. 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 Unbelievable. And, you know... He's up there, Quest Love, with a with a uh, uh, a T-shirt that has like a official coin from the state of Zamunda, or the country of Zamunda. Okay. Yeah, that's that's for the coming to America nerds out there. Wow. Wow. Is well, this Prince a, Akeem? Uh, wait, what were you say? I said with Prince Akeem. That's right. Yeah. Coming to America. Wow. Wowzers. Is this is this is this a uh, if you were on Facebook and decided yeah. to, to 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 mark this occasion would it would it be worthy of a life a lifetime event? Oh no, no. Cause see here's the here's the subtle thing underneath all of it. Musically, it borderline sucked. <laughs> and the reason why I say this is like if you go to see people play, you don't want to have them stop in the middle of songs. Uh, losing their their energy and like because it's so tight because of of TV, nobody's really stretching cat joints yeah. out. Yeah, people aren't 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 building a good rapport musically with one another. And because it's so 
like so many artists kind of switching in and out. There was no consistency to the sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife appreciated that because she says she said, you know, one whole night of the same artist gets boring to me. Fair enough. So to her, you know, she likes to listen to the radio, this song, that song, bet, you know, that artist, this, you know, moves around, high energy, crack, crack, crack. But Word. For me, I was kind of like, eh. Yeah. It was just, it you know, just rolling VIP is kind of fun. I'm Look, not it's, it's nice. It's, it's, you know, a moment. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, when you, when you get the hookup VIP, as my wife called it, she said that, that fucking, fucking uh oh how does she put it basically she said it's going to turn into a pumpkin and that's what happened right in the beginning before the show starts yeah come on back to the tent get some salmon want a tasty cake have a tasty cake want a free sangria drink up after seven o'clock eh, you can't go into the tent <laughs> there's some juice over there in the buckets feel free need to use the bathroom go right ahead <laughs> at around ten thirty, can't go past here you can't walk this way. Like, I got, I got VIP. That's not good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good anymore. That's not good anymore. Wow. Yeah, you know. Wow. Yeah. So we went from, oh, like them telling people you can't come here. Looking at our little wristband. Oh, come on in. Come on in. You know. You too. Come on in. That shit's fresh. You're chosen, right? Yeah. Yeah, you You're feel not, special. You do feel special. It's like Illuminati shit. Yeah. I'm not amongst the masses. But then, I'm telling you, man, that shit turned into a straight pumpkin. Yeah, it's, you hadn't studied all the levels. You hadn't, no, no. You, know, you only gotten past a few. Yep. There are many yep. more steps to climb. Many more. We went from the choice parking, oh, you have the pass, come on in, to... Can we walk over to our parking? No, you have to walk back out amongst the entire audience. It, how long will that take? Might take you an hour to get through. There's a lot of people out there, you know. We had to get a cop to escort us by continuing to beg people. Because Joe, everybody was like, nah. Security people, no. Nah. Those credentials are done. <laughs> walk out that way, buddy. <laughs> Wow, but you still were able to get to your car. It worked out. It worked out, but it shows you the difference, right? Yeah. Like, you know, back in a former life, young Dave used to work for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and you have events, you're a staff, you're, you know, I'm responsible for making sure there's water in the green room, right? I'm, I'm responsible for making sure, you know, there's fruit for the OJs. I'm taking Bonnie Raitt up to go see people, right? Those credentials don't go away. No, big things. Big things. You're in the back lounging around building with Al Green. You know what I mean? You're 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 chopping it up with cool Herc. You're taking uh You're taking Prince Paul to the bus stop. That's what you're doing. Those don't go away. But these no. pumpkin styles. Pumpkins. Pumpkins. <laughs> so cool moment. But really the whole point of the story was those cats are some fucking music nerds, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. This is really the music nerd episode here, number 48. It, it is. We're going in here. We're going in. But to balance it out, I do have a, a bit of breaking news. Breaking. Uh, for sports. Breaking news. Nerd. Uh, what's the, what's the sound? I feel like, I feel like there used to be a good, um, a good, uh, sound from our man, um, Red Rocks. Yeah, I don't know. Whenever there was a breaking news on NBC, but yeah, Tesh, but Tesh, Tesh. is gone. Tesh is gone. Yeah. yeah. So this is breaking news. Uh, Dwight Howard is a punk. <laughs> um, that was really dull to me, wasn't it? No, it, you know it was amusing for those who understand. You know, they understood. Yeah. Yeah, but apparently Andre Iguodala did sign with Golden State, so that is significant. It is. That's a significant move. We'll see what it's, happens. We will see. We will see. I, I know we're not going to go in. I know we're not really going to deal with this too much, partly for my own emotional health. But uh, every good move makes me that much sadder that the Spurs didn't win because it looks like it's going to be harder for them to come back. But it was great run. 
and uh, fuck every other team. You know, once again, going back, this is a reoccurring theme this episode, and listening to these other podcasts, these earlier editions mm-hmm. of this um, spectacular show that we put together. Uh, so legendary. Legendary. You know there's a new donut spot in Tacoma called Legendary Donuts? Really? Just want to shout that out. I'll be visiting there in a couple of weeks, hopefully. Look out. Um, look out. Here I come. Yep. Yo. Yep. Um, listening to these earlier podcasts, I, I turned on a, a podcast that we recorded a few days after you witnessed, I believe for the first time, Tim Duncan live and in the flesh. Indeed. Yes. Yes. You were hype. I was fired up. Fired up, you, you know, you were hyped, and you made a comment that uh, that you were happy to have seen him because, you know, lockout happens, he might not come back, he might just call it. Right, he's right, old, yeah. He's he's wearing down. Yeah. You, you didn't have much. You felt like it might it might be done very soon, and yet, boom, it wasn't it, anything but done. Yeah. Anything but done. Just giving a little perspective there. No doubt. No doubt. And and I know we can't do it consistently, um, and I know Game Six didn't turn out well for anybody who uh, who loves the Spurs or or really loves God. Let me say, uh, no, I'm kidding. But should have gone with that. It would be- <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can look, look if you feel the need to unleash on a levitard level. You can feel nah. free to do that. I, mean, I don't nah. know. If, I have no background music to play, but you know, uh, for my own emotional health, I can't unleash like that because it's just not. You know, it still stings. I still sit around. This is so unhealthy. I still sit around sometimes and think, why couldn't they make those free throws? Why couldn't they? But the whole point is, your boy Tim Duncan came out and played like it was winning time. He came out. He took his shirt off. Yeah, kid. Like you're playing Tim Duncan and there's a title on the line. And you're going to get your ass ripped for a little while. Hey, yo. He, he came through. He came hard. He came, yeah. There's yeah. no doubt. You know what I mean? No doubt. So shout out and hopefully they'll do it again. Hopefully, you know, hopefully young, uh, what's that young man's name? Mr. Free Throw. He's a great player. Cowie Leonard. He's a great player. He is. He's becoming really special. So hopefully he continues to grow. And who knows? Who knows? These NBA seasons are bugged out. But that's what makes them fun. Basketball styles. Basketball styles. It is sad that it's over. It's sad every year. But you know, it was. You know, it was what it was. And I'm. I'm kind of. I'm. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can roll with this football thing. I'm sure we've touched on that before, but I'm not really in on it. Yeah. 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 And. Um, I don't know. I, I think the Cavs drafted a, a power forward who's six foot two. Is that what happened? I believe so. Yeah, I think he's my height. Yeah. Yeah. Power think, forward. Yeah, I think he wears like a thirty-four inseam. Like he's not a tall guy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wears a size twelve sneaker. He's a normal man. What are you doing? Sorry. There's not a lot of hope. I hope is a is a powerful word. It's not. I'm I'm not. I'm not going to give my hopes up for these Blazers at this at this point. Yeah, I'm just really just still reveling in 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 happiness. Actually, the fact that um, Dwight Howard will probably be leaving Lakerland. Yeah. yeah, and Laker fans just don't know what to do. Good. They're, Good they're just ripping their eyes out. It's wonderful. D'Antoni yeah. isn't going anywhere. The organization is making, putting up cheesy billboards. It's great. Yeah. Keep putting up billboards. Hey, man, it's, it's, you don't know what you've got with a good, competent owner and management team until your, uh, your new management hires a coach who can only coach one way and it doesn't fit for the players he has. Yeah. And uh, they've continued to hitch their wagon to a dude who demands to be first option even after he tore his Achilles. I mean, he demands to be first option. Yeah. Yeah. It's asinine. I mean, you look at Tim Duncan. Shout out. He's not listening. Shout out. Whatever. Anyway. (laughs) He... (laughs) 
<laughs> He's like, all right, I'll be second option. I'll be third option. I'll do what it takes to win. Kobe's like, I'm doing what it takes to win on my terms. Yeah. I'm wearing Quaker hats. I'm out here. And fucking. I wish he'd just wear the Quaker hat during the game. Why not? Why not? If he's that, if he's that, if he's really God's gift, he can, he can wear whatever he wants. Hey, and, and wait, what? What's going on with their micing people up? They mic people up during games? Are they doing that again? Why haven't they ever mic'd up Kobe so we can hear the hiss? Oh, yeah, I mean, he calls himself the Black Mamba and hisses at people during the game. We need, we need to hear the hiss. What are we doing, NBA? Quit yeah. interviewing people like coaches when yeah. they're trying to coach. Get the mic on. Let's hear this hiss. Yeah. Let's hear that. Oh, special shout out Popovich for classic press conferences. Oh my gosh. And scaring sideline reporters. I love it. All it's these side, all these sideline reporters are shook. Fantastic. They're shook. Cause they have to fucking ask their dumbass questions, and someone's gonna gonna not give them a dumbass answer. It's great. Yeah, yeah. He just consistently says, "What are we doing?" Right? Like every time, he doesn't want to let anybody off the hook. Because essentially, every time, what he says, ask everybody is, "What are we doing?" Yeah. Let's think about this. What are we doing? And uh, you know, I, I I didn't see it because I couldn't emotionally take the last game, but apparently there was a cool moment where you know uh, Wade. And LeBron, right after the series was over, ran up to Pop and make sure they, they dapped up Pop. They did, yeah. And uh I'm sure a large part of that still I love that interview when they asked you know, they you know, they, the little reporters questioning LeBron, which is the only good part of the Spurs losing is the fact that I don't have to hear another like more and more months of people questioning LeBron even though he's a fucking phenomenon. Like just transcendent. Yep. And people want to sit around and yap. And they were yapping at Popovich, asking Popovich to join in their silly little game. And Pop was like, nah. You know, it's more about basketball than all of you combined. It was great. I, I'm not questioning him. What are you talking about? It was great. What about, what about, coach, how are you preparing you guys for the next game? We're going to get off the bus. We're going to walk into the locker room. We're going to change our clothes and go out on the court. <laughs> oh, that was great. after game six? Yeah, it's great. Awesome. Yeah. Basketball. Basketball. I'm not switching up. I don't care. I don't care about who's going to be the second second string quarterback for the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. That's another podcast. Around here, it's records. And Popovich and press conferences and games that happened a month ago. That's right. <laughs> That's this podcast, man. Uh, this podcast, man. You know what to expect. We haven't talked on hipsters no. in a minute, but it's probably a good thing. No. Yeah, I mean it's 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 good that we haven't. Just just simply because these little these let's let these hipsters get a breather. Apparently, I haven't looked at it closely, but apparent, apparently around these internets, there's a, a map that can show you clusters of hipsters. I looked at clusters, hipster clusters. Hipster clusters. Exactly where you thought they were. We're, we've identified your location, hipsters. <laughs> I'm not, you've been I'm, found. I'm not saying I condone drones, but I'd use one. Some kind of drone. Yeah. A drone that'll come around and drop realness on you. Take that realness, hipster. Uh, hipster. As, as LP said, like Waldo, you've been spotted. <laughs> Word up. These these hip-hop lines. Speaking of which, of these hip-hop lines. Speaking of which, are we ready for this um this renaissance? I think it's time for the renaissance. You know, that's another, that's another I'm about to go to this renaissance, but that's another uh, episode I listened to with the original that renaissance. Oh, yeah? And uh, where we we discussed the garment renaissance. Oh, yeah. Have you have you had any kind of garment renaissance recently? That's an interesting question. Um, it's been an interesting fashion time for me, Ian. Really? Yeah. We've been exploring new things with uh, mixed results. <laughs> 
results. <laughs> with, with the mixed results. Spent some time out at the uh, outlet mall. This uh, urge well, to, tr- to try new stores. Explorations? Yeah. Let's just say... <laughs> Let's just say we have plaid shorts. That, uh... It's hard to find things to match up with. Can, can we can we can we call this is this a garment renaissance or is this something something else? Now remind me what what's the context of a garment? Well, renaissance? the garment when you went to the garment renaissance, it had to do with mathematics and and you know uh, uh, yeah. because once you became civilized, I right, think that right. who people became civilized. Yeah, they went through a garment renaissance. See, this is the thing. Perhaps I am being civilized. Perhaps. Perhaps. But also, like, some of it is just not working. I want these plaid shorts to work largely because I paid money for them. But every time I put them on, it's like, eh. Eh. And my pastel blue shorts, which I'm cool with, it looks like I'm on my way to the beach or I'm just coming back. They're comfortable. They look cool. It's just a bugged out blue, homie. You're trying new things. You know what I mean? You, you got to explore, man. You got to take risks. You got to try things. And I'm also, I'm out here on this. I don't want you to know shit about what I think until you tell, until I tell you. Word. This has been my vibe in recent years. Right? I got the tats when I'm short sleeved up. I got my war paint on. You know what's the deal. But otherwise, I don't want you to know shit about what I'm thinking. <laughs> So we're masking it. Alright. But in any event, let's let's holler at some people who they they they're very they want you to know what they're thinking. They do. And they're gonna tell you. These lyrics. Let's see how these lyrics read when I read them. Mm. I don't know if they're gonna well, you know. Talking about our friends. Frank and Dank. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a a children's book. Frank and Dank. Frank and Dank. It does. Um. They they came out with a classic here. I'm just gonna I'm gonna um go through the first verse. Love is a thing of the past. Hmm. You know about this song. It's a it's a. Is classic the right word? We it's a classic amongst us. <laughs> like we've been we've been celebrating its unintentional humor for quite some time. Or is time. it intentional? Do you think it it's is. intentional? It's hard to say. It is hard to say. Because Maybe one day we'll we'll get them on the podcast to discuss. Oh, that would be incredible. Mm-hmm. The beat, of course, classic Dilla. Dilla's, yeah, yeah. Patrice sample, classic. Although you know, to be fair. Uh, Dilla's relationship with Frank and Dank yielded a lot of trash too. Oh yeah, perhaps the most incons the most inconsistent and what uh, w- moments of pure whackness of any of his long term or, or you know collaborators. Yeah, yeah. That that partnership produced more trash than any other of his <laughs> partnerships. But this was a good one. This was a good beat. Uh, all right, here we go. Yep. Let's see what we can do here. I'm gonna read it. There might I don't know if all the uh the ad libbing is, is written here, but I'm just gonna go in. Okay. Me and you. We belong together, right? Me and Dank doing songs together, right? <laughs> so where are you at? You're straight vacationing. Wasting time. Tune in to your local station and thought I was playing? The situation wasn't serious enough for you? But ooh, child is serious now. I'm a serious end doing serious things and reaping the serious benefits it brings. You should be reaping them too. (laughs) I ain't even speaking to you. 
See, I, I don't understand what's going on there, but he's not. I ain't speaking to you. I feel like the you has has shifted to like five different people. Yeah, it has. Okay. So you should be reaping them too. I ain't even speaking to you. It's freaking me out just thinking about. I need to be sleeping with you. <clears throat> you fucking around. I'm touching them down. <laughs> In other states, stay moving around. You stay hustling, struggling to get your swerve. Thinking of what, I'm not sure what the next word is. Thinking of what you could serve or could serve. Okay. Do you have an idea there? Thinking I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I tend to tune out the lyrics sometimes when I'm listening. <laughs> I can't lie. <laughs> I just check for the beat. Oh, I do too, but the lyrics are just, it's, it's, oh my. it's that classic, that classic whackness. Oh yeah. Struggling to get you swerve, okay. Is that what you want? A small time hustler? When the, when the rent is due, you gotta hustle up. Go on with your ass. I keep the perks and amenities from me. <laughs> Who? He's got amenities. You want, you want in, you pay penalties and fees. <laughs> My legalese protected by desert ease. Freeze if you ain't bringing it hot. I need it that way. If you can't bring it, then stop. Is, is, his, is he pissed? Is he, there's a lot of, I feel like there's different emotions happening here. I think what he's saying is, you could get down, but you got a whole lot of shit you got to straighten up. That's right. You you just gotta you gotta you gotta get you gotta step your game up to a whole nother level before you can get with my level. He's saying you're vacationing. You're, he's see he's, he's kind of coming at it like yo, you gotta really get your shit together if you want to mess with me. But at the mm. same time, he's also admitting it's freaking him out just thinking about that he needs to be sleeping with this person. Oh yeah, yeah. So, okay, back to it. My legalese protected by Desert Ease. Freeze. If you ain't bringing it hot, I need it that way. If you can't bring it, then stop. For real, baby, because it's all progress. All progress. Diamonds are flawless. And Prada dresses. <laughs> Across water and other countries? I bet... I bet this is the best you ever did. Here's, here's the, the great line, okay? Let's get ready. Yep. I bet, so, I bet, I bet this is the best you ever did. You can't believe how shiny my necklace is. That would be sick. For me and you to be, but back then your ass fronted on unity, girl. And then we get to the chorus. Love is a thing of the past. Things I want to do to that ass. Things I want to do to that ass. Then in the background, you down with a girl? I know you want to do it. Love is a thing of the past. Things I want to do to that ass. Put cash in the stash. Stack cash so I can get that ass. Love is a thing of the past. Wow. It's... What's the precedent for this? Where do we file this? I don't know. What is that? They... It's so amazing and so bad. It is. It's just, it's, it's so conflicted. Nothing about this is love. No. Love's a thing of the past. It's a thing of the past. But the things I could do to that ass. Yeah. It's freaking, but, it's freaking him out just thinking about it. But why go through all that stuff then? Exactly. That's what I don't understand. Why go through all that? You should need to step your game up just so I can hit it. Well, he's obviously pissed. He, she fronted on Unity. 
She did. But what kind of unity are we talking? Just him doing things to that ass? <laughs> Put cash in the stash. Stack cash so I can get that ass. He's going to get that ass. <laughs> she couldn't She couldn't believe how shiny his necklace was, but yet she's still fronted on unity. Love is a thing of the past. It's just such a, it's just so bizarre. It's really bizarre. It's so hilarious to me. All right. Wow. All right, so on the real, I, be real. This, this, this is news, I think. But it's so Dwight Howard. It's just so Dwight Howard. The headline, not even the full splash because it, it can't be quite yet. On ESPN, sources, colon, Howard tells all but Rockets he's out. How passive aggressive is that? <laughs> he has not declared anything. He just told everybody but one person, I'm not coming there. What the fuck? I just... What is that? I, I just... It's just stupid. It's, it's just... It's just I, I just don't care anymore, this guy. Oh, we shouldn't. We shouldn't care. It, it's, uh, of, it's of interest that apparently uh, he will be going to the Rockets. The Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets. Have fun. Enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy. Enjoy. So, friends, with that bit of uh, very whatever news, why did I add that on? We were just basking in the afterglow of things that I can do to that ass, and I ruined it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I ruined it. What I was did. that? You just you were inspired. It's all good. You I, know? I think people care about basketball, but nobody should care about that, and I'm embarrassed I did that. Friends, I apologize. We accept your apology. You should just rewind it. Rewind the podcast now. Listen to Ian read those lyrics again, because they are worth hearing again. Look it up on YouTube if you don't own it. And uh, just stop it there. I want to address something really quickly. Address it. Maybe I won't address it. I'm just going to say this. Yeah. Raphael, you're a crazy motherfucker, man. <laughs> 